following sermon was recorded at Chiang Mai Christian Fellowship in Chiang Mai, Thailand. For more information, please view our website at www.ccfth.org. So if there's any fault you find with this church, you can contact them. Yes. So, today morning, I I just want to start by reflecting on myself, what I am doing in Chiang Mai, or what all of us are doing in Chiang Mai. Last few months, that it was very deep in my heart about this aspect of mission. And I'm very passionate when it comes to that topic, even though I'm not or my first language is not English. But I like some of the division that has brought in terms of compartmentalization so that we can take out and put it into different boxes and look at separately and feel nice about it and make sure where we fit. And I like that. But today morning, uh, I was challenged by a question my mother-in-law asked yesterday night. So she Jewish, I can't convince her to come to church because she said, you're Christian. <laughs> and uh, she said, do you really have to go to church tomorrow? And I said, I don't have to, but I'm the guy who is preaching. <laughs> and uh, she said, how many people will come? And I said, roughly around 200 to 250 Uh, because it's me preaching so it will be even less Uh, but she said so are they all Thais and I said the majority of them are missionaries except the visitors which we don't know their identity uh, as to say Uh, but most of them will be missionaries Um, and then she asked missionaries like you And then I have to ask this question, what do you mean? What is missionary to you? So her family comes from England. Uh, During the uh, Holocaust, her husband's family was completely killed off. There's no chance of making him believe in God at the moment. But she came from England and she had this historical background of knowing what missionaries means. So she said, during the time that I used to know this term missionary, people used to go abroad and make others Christians. But in your case, you're not doing that, are you? And I said, not technically. That's what we are hoping for. But we are doing different things so that we will come to a point that these people whom we are involved with may sometimes come to meet this man called Jesus and accept his lordship. And this is the question I have been struggling. How do we introduce ourselves to the people of Thailand? Well, they know what missionary is. And many of us might say, oh, I am a missionary too. And what does that mean to them? Does it come with all the baggages of the history? Or does it mean something who really we are? And this has been a puzzling question to me. Today I want to look at a passage which is 
actually always been a motivating factor for me to be involved in mission. It won't be up there on the screen most probably because I'm right now standing outside the system. Um, so you might have to follow your Bibles. Matthew chapter 9 verse 35 to 38. And Jesus was traveling around all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing all sorts of illnesses and disabilities. When he saw the crowds, his heart went out to them, because they were harassed and dejected, like sheep that have no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Now this is one of the primary places where we get some sense of mission from Jesus. Or all the terminologies we uh, study at different levels of theology uh, to do with mission, missionary, missiology, missional. Come on, bring it out. The other words. And all the words that we want to, you know, looking forward to invent. Holistic, half, uh, you know, social mission. So many words. But during those days, it was quite not understandable what Jesus was all about. His primary listeners were his disciples. And he, this, this passage is set uh, as a transition uh, within a context where he was been talking about all the rules of the kingdom of God, which of course we have put in boxes. We call it their radical teachings. We can't obey all that. Because from five to seven, they all are very difficult passages. But on the other side... Uh, he's choosing the tall when about to send them on a mission to the rest of the Galilee to take his message to the people of Israel. He has told in other places the lost sheep of Israel. But before that, he's giving them a, a taste of what happens when he sees people. Now, if you look at the first verses, it gives like it gives an idea that this is the way Jesus do ministry. And the narrator says uh, that Jesus was traveling around all the towns and villages. That's the way he used to get around the village and talk to people. He also did teaching, teaching in the synagogues, which I think the order of ministry maybe there is some importance or may not be. But we can, you know, we have missiology, we can talk about it, what comes first. And not only teaching in the synagogues, he also proclaimed the good news of the kingdom. Now, for missionaries, that is kind of all that fits into a box when we say we are going as missionary. Broadly, we put it in the category of we are going to share the gospel with people. But Jesus was not only 
doing that he also was healing all sorts of illnesses and disabilities which is a bit hard because there are people who have told me holy spirit has been you know withdrawing itself back from being so powerful these days is that right or wrong because he we don't see such kind of manifold um, in secular forms magics anymore or in our spiritual form miracles we don't see it so much but we want to call some of the things we see as unbelievable as miracles so we see some of the people's life and stories as miracles but this is the way jesus did ministry and he is addressing his disciples after this passage that you know this is the way i have done ministry and i am going to send you out to do exactly what i do in the power of the holy ghost now i find it difficult being a missionary in thailand that i tell my supporters that i am going to thailand to proclaim the kingdom of god i am a theological teacher and if i stuck with that box of my ministry i might hardly get to see a thai because then people who come to the college are christians uh, they might be learned leaders and we teach them and train them and so i can call that ministry as a missionary ministry and stay in that box very comfortable and i'm i think i'm good at what i do to torment the students with theological concepts and all those things i'm i'm good but again the proclaiming the good news and i'm hoping that this will happen when the students go out that they will do this and i've been struggling this thought for the last few months is it all end up in a in a framework of hope that the whole ministry of the church in thailand i'll come back to that now what happens when jesus see the crowd or people or whatever you want to call those human beings his heart went out to them in another translation it says he moved with compassion now this is where i like the english language because when you say compassion what that means does that mean i feel sorry i feel sympathy i feel pity i feel what what do you feel when you have compassion many times when we become so familiar with what we are used to like the terminologies of the bible we might forget what it really means we might forget what it's actually asking us to do and miss the entire point there was a time in the early time of the church when jesus was around and after jesus left the disciples were around they had only one mission and that was the mission of jesus or mission of god to put it in a theological terms but now we have so many missions and usually when you hear the term mission there are two notions hidden in that 
One is the notion of either being sent, or the other notion is that there is a purpose, there's a goal, which you know every other uh, uh, organization or any establishment has that, those things, mission. And both of this has been changed over the time of the history for church. Especially when it comes to the time in the Western world, who has taken the gospel to people like us? Um, they were very passionate because the whole thing was developed on the background of the Enlightenment movement. Where you could actually decipher everything and divide you as a person, stand up, and I can ask you to stand in six corners with your work life there, your um, spiritual life there, your family life here, and you all, meet, you all know what I mean when I say that. And that was the need of the globe. And that thought or worldview has prompted even the churches of the world to think. So, and then there was this battle. What is mission? What is to be a missionary? And then the traditional mission was sending people who are uh, able to share gospel with the people of other pagan nations. It is, there was a crossing of territory. And then there was this question in after the Louis and sorry for going through the history of Christianity. We should know this. But if you don't know, I'm telling it. So during the Louis and conference there was this big debate. What is actually mission? Is it saving the souls of the people? Or is it bringing or lifting the poor up? and giving them uh, all the hope of life that makes them whole. So in the Louisiana conference, they struggled with this idea. Because the process of compartmentalization has been already on full flow. And we love doing this. And when it came to India, or people of India, for example in my case, I completely lost when they say your spiritual life and your secular life. Because I don't understand, how can I, so where do I draw the line? Who am I? And then it's, so I had to become a theological student of the West, so now I understand, I'm not against it, I love it. But I still am not able to explain that to an Indian, or maybe even a Thai, in terms of division of roles within a one person, and then still calling ourselves a spiritual being. It's very hard. What I'm trying to do here is, what do you see when you see people? Especially in Thailand, Thai might be one of the largest ethnic group that has not been reached or understood what Christianity is in the first place. There are around 66 million people here. Out of that, only 0.6% are Christians. After 200 years of Christian work. And if you look at the city of Chiang Mai, or at this church, we have tons of missionaries. I don't want to say the number. Some people say it is almost 5,000. And it's scary for me to understand what is to be a missionary. When Jesus did his ministry, he 
he used to uh, teach preach heal and transform the lives of the people but there's something that happened to him whenever he saw a crowd uh, i might teach you some greek today but i won't start at that now but when he saw the crowd he moved with compassion the original word that is used i cannot say it in one english word it may be all the together of feeling empathy pity but the esv has translated it's his heart went out now i am putting myself under the scanner to reflect shine when you see the people do your heart go out or do you have a mission by the way i am with indeserve do you have a mission that the indeserve wants you to finish here or do you have a mission the churches you support you send you to finish or do you have a mission that Jesus has called us to do and that comes to very basic there are only two things he asked us to do as a command if you put every commandments together that is to love people no love god first and love people and this is where i come to a place of my observation in thailand where how do we understood by the people of chiang mai are we part of the community or we have our own clubs of little america little australia little india and we are very well settled here and everything every boxes is being ticked off or are we people when we see this dear thai men and women do we have our heart going out for them and this is a question i keep asking my conversion to christianity was actually i mean i was born and brought up in a christian family but there was a time i had to stop pretending i knew how to worship the lord i knew how to go to church i knew how to do all the things a christian is supposed to do but there was a time that i have to ask the question do you have the heart of jesus do you have any relationship with him do you have any following or discipling how do you say are you a disciple of christ i mean all these terms can mean so many things it can take years of studies to figure out what disciples means um and all that thing but on the other hand um I'm looking at this passage and I'm thinking whenever he saw the crowd his heart went out to them then he go on to say the reason why that happened the reason is because they were harassed and dejected like sheep that have no shepherd now I try to put it in my spiritual thinking and look at the people and see yeah yeah obviously they are lost and that's what Jesus is talking here the two 
Greek words that is used there for harassed and dejected is eskelmenoirikmena. You don't have to learn that. There's no exam for this. But that word comes. Those words come from root word for skelo and crypto. You know what skelo means? Skelo means to flay, to skin alive, uh, to. It, it is to come with a figurative sense of sheep. But then I don't think sheep can be flayed. Uh, it might be removing of the skin. Because the whole context, the, the sheep, the shepherd allegory is there. But many uh, people think it might be uh, if a sheep is left among the beast, what could happen to them is obvious. Many times we also claim that we are send us lambs to the wolves and we stop there not giving a thought what do really that happen when you send a lamb to the midst of the wolves what, what does happen do they analyze the lamb do they see degree of comparison how good or how bad it is do they put them into boxes no they tear them apart well, I can't see anybody is torn apart here, so we are doing good. But on the other hand, these people, that whenever Jesus' heart goes out to them, he saw them in a particular condition. And that condition was that they were harassed, they were rejected, they were used. The next word, that crypto, which means torn away. It's just like using somebody and throwing away. Just imagine sitting here in the church, in the context of Thailand, how literal it is in the lives of the people in Thailand. How they are used and thrown away. And this is what Jesus sees when he sees people without a shepherd. And this will what happened to a sheep when they are wandered into the wilderness because they are attacked by the beast. They are skinned alive. They are killed. They are torn apart and thrown away. And that's the way Jesus sees the people who are lost. And that moves him. That moves him to the compassion that we were talking about. And that compassion is not feeling sad. Feeling sorry. It's not, it's not a compassion that feeling helpless. The word used, there is something that it is, something happens in his gut. In his ball, it's, his bowel moves. And that is the meaning it comes. It, it, it goes to a point that he is so uncomfortable. He can't go on or move on without changing the situation. And that's where he, miracles might come into Play, that, ma- that might where he forced to act as the son of God. And this is where the question comes. Who are we? What is a missionary? What are we doing in Thailand? Are we fulfilling our ministry? Are we ticking the boxes that needs to make us feel comfortable in Chiang Mai? Many times when I look at me, that's what I'm doing. 
And then every now and then, I happen to come in contact with these Thai friends that I have when I go and play badminton. There's actually a lady who is a prostitute who comes to play there. And I remember she coming to, telling, coming to me and telling, Ajahn Shine, my name is Pui, I'm a prostitute. I was shocked. I've, nobody has met me like that ever before. And I didn't know how to relate. I kept my distance. I sat on the bench on the other end of the auditorium. So I don't have to... I was, there were so many things going in my mind at that time. But she is accepted as a normal person by everyone. And I see on her face every day. And I'm a guy who knows these words and think, Wow, that's, that's in the Bible. But I feel helpless. Looking at her face, my heart goes out to her. Recently, I have made some brave effort to start talking, just being friend, to crossing that barrier of how can you be with prostitute. Missionaries, if you are following or if we are sent in the pattern of Jesus' ministry, oh my God, then he was a man who has challenged every social dimension you can imagine. In the first century, it was slave and master. There was Jew and Gentile. It was a normal society, well-structured and functioning very smoothly. And that's where Jesus come into place and tear it apart. And you know what the Christians were called? They, they made a social impossibility among the first century where a Jew and Gentile can live together a master and slave a woman and man they all could coexist together in a church I'm challenging you I know I'm challenging myself where are we comfortable where are we comfortable uh, that we can't challenge ourselves to get into the midst of all these people who need God so badly their life is just used up by the demon, by the snake, I call him. And sometimes we missionaries have been duped to a point that we believe we are trying everything possibly we can to get into the lives of these people. Are we? Does it happen to us that when we see people who are torn apart by devil, do our heart goes out to them. Sorry for putting it in a very critical light, because most of the topic which has been talked from this pulpit is either to do with our spiritual sinfulness, is to do with our spiritual character, how we ought to be. And today I decided to look on our identity as people in this country. And I'm just scared to an extent. Am I using so many resources to be here at the same time not following what Jesus wants me to do? Because I'm comfortable in the job description that is given to me. What is expected in my organization? 200 years have passed, the message of gospel has reached Thailand. There's still no medium to even make them understand if there's a God or is there a sin. And a lot of studies have been done. 
and a lot of Thai people or Thai churches, the shepherds, they are like the shepherds uh, we have seen elsewhere in the Bible, like Ezekiel, who just eat the fat of the believers or, or of the sheep, who all keeps them to have a position. The church that I belong to, CCD, it was a fantastic movement when it started. It gave, it gave a great hope of coming into Thailand and being the light of the world. But then they also became comfortable in the institutionalization of the church. And now they have hospitals, schools, everything that needs to have a development of the society for the church. The people are like sheep without a shepherd. I don't know about you. I am a practical person. And when my, whatever I am believing and whatever I say doesn't fit with my actions, I go back to that box where I once was pretending. And then I have a problem. Uh, some of you have national identity. Fantastic. I struggle with it. Because I was Indian, born in Dubai, brought up all over the world, doesn't have a clue who I am. And there's a time that I struggled with it and almost given up. God told me I'm his son. And my identity was I'm the child of the Most High. And every now and then my life confuses me. I want you to ask the same questions to yourself. How comfortable are you with your ministry? How aware you are about the people around us? How many Thai friends do you have since you come to Thailand for many, many years? How many of us are really involved in ministry that fulfills this particular compassion of Jesus? If not, it's time for us to have a hard thing on why we are here. The church cannot move forward. The missionaries, we have tags. We have names with baggages. We have, you know, Christians, missionaries are the people who come with a lot of money. That's what one of the Thai leaders told me in his sense what a missionary is. In India, they are the people who comes with the colonizers. They comes with force to change my religion. Missionary means all kinds of things to people who are not Christian. And some people think they are the people who are here to criticize us. How our education is bad, how bad uh, our culture is. I personally have a challenge for you this morning before I finish. I want you to really think with the Savior who has called you. Because He is asking us to pray, first of all, because the harvest is so rich. The Thailand, it's only harvest you can see. Harvest is a word usually used in the Bible for judgment. But here it is not. It is a word that is used to gather. 
gather the fruits, gather the wheat, gather the rice. And we don't have people. We don't have Thai Christian leaders who can do that. And we need to pray. But on the other hand, what I want you to think is, do you have compassion? Do you see these people just the way my Lord has seen them? I'm asking you to, let's work together, guys, and help each other in, you know, in sharpening each other to get out of that comfort zone and challenge something that has become a matter of academics, a matter of great passion, but not practical. People are lost still out there. They have to be saved from their sins. And that is God's job. But our job is to be His disciples. And I've been talking about with my friends who are doing, who are doing this academic acrobatics. If we are talking about all these things, why we are not out there among them? Why we don't have Thai friends? Why the people don't understand as common, normal people, they understand us with some agenda. Maybe we are not being disciples of Christ. Maybe we are just expressing that this is what we want to be. But we duped into the security of our life and our family and the convenience of ministry. God is calling us today with the same words. He is looking at the people and he sees them as harassed and helpless. He sees them as a people without a shepherd. He still moves with compassion. If we become his disciples, we will be able to do the same pattern, not only preaching and sharing the gospel, but also healing the sick. Rescuing the oppressed, standing for justice, miracles, real miracles, can accompany our ministry. I know in today's world when somebody preach or when somebody talks, you have these English words, it depends what you think. It depends what you say. It depends what you are talking about. Everything becomes so relative. Nothing is absolute. The faith itself becomes relative. I want to ask you this question. Is our call relative? Is it that something which, you, which I am allowed to say it depends? Is my call to be discipleship, it depends on something? I struggle. And I am sharing my struggle with you this morning. And I'm asking you to think and ask God to change us and transform us. And I want to close by saying, God has not created the church for mission. Church is the mission. And we are his agents. And you can find as many words as possible to describe it in many ways you want. But it ends up I was asking the other day somebody, why do we need holistic mission? Wasn't the mission of God enough to cover that? 
and he told me that's because the western church has come to a point that they are calling back the church to its original call and i asked them is it helpful by creating a new word called holistic mission will they go back to their original mission or we can call it a missional church we can create this friends we are living in a world that we are educated and we can create lot of terms but where it matters is here it cannot depend he has shown us his grace on that cross when we deserved the least he didn't ask the question how bad you are how good you will become he just accepted the way we were terrible sinners and actually in ephesians it says we were dead in our trespasses you know when it comes to death there is no degree of comparison by the way because if you think westerners dead is something more valuable no you all are dead and in the bible there's no degree of comparison too we were dead in our trespasses and he made us alive when we were against him and what should be the barriers for us to go across that territory of all that walls we put up they're that kind of people they're prostitutes they you know how can we that's where my jesus belong he destroyed every concept of what a structure in a society can be that's what i think we believe the kingdom of god is and we we are the people who are going to proclaim the kingdom of god or we have to be radical we have to obey inconvenient truths like if you look at a woman with a lustful eyes you have committed adultery it's not an idea it's not what it depends the teachings of the kingdom is very radical so can we bow our heads and pray for the people of thailand lord thank you for saving me thank you for showing that grace to each one of us on that cross of calvary where every shame was nailed to that cross and you became my shepherd i was not used anymore lord today i remember my brothers and sisters here in thailand people who have been deceived by the snake and he is continuously being tearing them apart and using them and throwing them away jesus they are your people these are the sheep you died on that cross for and today morning we as a congregation want to commit back to your call to look at these people with compassion and that compassion will change us transform us lord and help us to be ready to do anything you ask us to do there is no limit we know you were even willing to die on that cross even the closest lover has not told me that she she or he will die for me and you did that for us you did for all these people and i pray that we as missionaries will be faithful to the call that you have laid on us we have been called in different activities 
we have been sent as ambassadors to finish the work of the kingdom as much as we can in whichever capacities we are called but above that help us to rise above that and know the people be a part of the community able to speak thai know the pains and heal their sicknesses lord give us the courage give us the vision and we bless this country we pray that they will become a vital part in the kingdom of god and we pray for every person who is being abused out there oppressed destroyed lord your mercy your grace please go after them and give us eyes of jesus so that we may see them as you saw them recommending our lives in jesus name we pray amen you've been listening to a sermon recorded at chiang mai christian fellowship in chiang mai thailand For more information please view our website at www.ccfth.org